genre. Hi everyone and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, and we're doing it one minute at a time. Oh I am God. your host, Scott Tofty, here on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. With us as always, our fabulous co-hosts, Chris O'Connor. Ah, oh, dude, it's only Tuesday. Ugh. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And Adam Sheehan. Would you like me to keep my hello succinct, or will you be able to edit later on if I start to ramble, which unfortunately I'm in the habit of doing. Adam, we're we're live. Oh. Look at this spazboid. He's a podcast. See, it's the thing from the minute. It's, 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 stay with us. It works. So we're, we're doing we're a bit here. We're doing yeah. a bit. Uh, we're here in minute 17 of Turtles 2, uh, which starts with April O'Neil interviewing Professor Jordan uh, Perry and ends with Michelangelo crunching on a candy bar and Raphael not looking very happy. So our first introduction uh, officially to Mr. David Warner happens in this minute. And uh, we'll get there. But first, can we talk a little bit more about Technoglobal Research Industries and what they are doing here? They are cleaning up waste that they've been burying mm. forever. Toxic for years. waste, slime, sludge, ooze for years. Goop. 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 This is how Ivan Ooze Ew. was born in the Power Rangers. It's number one. <laughs> we hear a G-O-O-P incorporated. That's, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's like, health yeah. and beauty yeah. lifestyle that's blog, the joke. whatever you want to call it. Goop. Hardcore Goop. Yeah. air quotes on that one. It's yeah. number one. Yeah, she sells a lot of stupid products that white ladies will buy. Yeah, they will. Well, tell us what you really think about it. So. <laughs> Do Don't not stick a jade egg in your vagina. Yeah, that was one of them. Um, oh, she promoted vaginal steaming. Ugh, disgusting. Right? I didn't realize it got wrinkly down there. <laughs> that's not. That's not. Anyway, I mean, no comment. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so this is a family show. Starting off on a weird note. <laughs> Sorry, here. you can cut that out, Scott. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but anyway, I just want to ask, is or is not Jordan Perry the most 90210 name that you've ever heard in your life? Oh, yeah. I, like hearing that name, I don't expect to see a stuffy British guy. No, I expect like a, a really attractive dude with long sideburns and a leather coat. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I so bothered by the fact that he's not Baxter Stockman. Yeah. Bothered. You know, I never thought about it that way. I don't think I ever anticipated that, but tell me more about that, Adam. Well, I mean, it's always bugged me that he wasn't Baxter Stock. Pun intended. <laughs> Pun <laughs> definitely <me>. intended. <laughs> I, I guess, I, I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe they were they didn't want to whitewash Baxter Stockman in the movie as well as the cartoon. <laughs> Excuse you. Executives in that? 1991 caring about that. Ha! 
Chris, you sounded like a demon that just That was said. a very odd sound you just <laughs> made. I can't wait for you to hear that back on playback. Okay. It's good to know I can still make this. I'm glad to be full of surprises. Uh, it scared me a little, but yeah, no, I don't think, I think you're right though. No executive was really caring about that back then. Yeah. So um, then what was the reasoning? Like, well, I think so originally as the legend goes, Jordan Perry was supposed to be, uh, the Android body of an Utram. Oh, uh, which, you know, I don't even know if that ever made it into the script. I don't think it got as far as filming. I don't think they shot the movie with that in mind, but it was, I think originally conceived, that he would be revealed to be an Utram at the end. Um, but I think they were too afraid that people would think it was Krang and it would not have intend- been intended to be Krang. Mm. I don't think that it was ever really considered that he was going to be Baxter Stockman. Although, you know, nerdy scientist in a Ninja Turtles movie, it would make sense. It would make absolute sense. Uh, I, even as a kid, I was like, why isn't he Baxter Stockman? Some would say it makes a little too much sense. Just a little, a little too Baxter. <laughs> little That's for another character. Mm. <laughs> We're not there yet. So um, I only know this guy, this actor from this movie. He's in Titanic, so many and he's the voice of the Lobe on Freakazoid. Let me see here. Oh, the, he, that brain creature. The Lobe. The Lobe. Yeah, Lisa I mean, Loeb. he's <laughs> he's just one of those guys who's been in. Everything. Do you know he did uh, a voice on Spider-Man the Animated Series? It's not surprising. Who was he on uh, Spider-Man? He was scientist Herbert Langdon, who was an anti-mutant scientist. Interesting. Um, he played Ross al Ghul on Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he played, uh, he, he was in He was uh, in a ton, Gargoyles. Of, he was in a ton was, of C-list movies. Like in the yep. in the nineties, I remember we. I remember my cousins and I would would rent like really bad like you know C list D list uh, sci fi or fantasy romps that had him in it, and we're just like, oh look, it's this guy. He was in uh, Star Trek Five and Star Trek Six. Yeah. Uh, he was in. I mean, he's just been in everything. He's he's been Tron. He's the bad yeah. guy in Tron. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yep, um, that's true. Yeah, that guy. Punky I video think games. He was Admiral uh, Talwin in Wing Commander. He's one. He's one of those good working actors who does not say no to parts. Yeah. Do you know who he was in Star Trek Six? Uh, he was one of. Um, I I want to say he was the. No, he wasn't the bad. He wasn't the six. Was undiscovered country, right? Correct. Uh, he wasn't the general, was he? No, that was Christopher Plummer. That's Chris, right, Christopher Plummer. He was. But you're not far off. Um, was he like the the head of the Federation, the guy with the white hair? No, no, no. He was Gorkon. He was Chancellor Gorkon. Oh, damn it! Yeah, nerds. He was a Klingon. Oh, that was loud. Sorry, yeah, that was it's okay. On that. It's, apparently, we're all about loud shouting in this movie. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, David Warner does a bunch of stuff. And I know that our, our guest for the rest of this week, Mr. Scott Corelli, is going to have so much to say about David Warner. He specifically requested some David Total Warner. Total recall. Minutes. So uh, Winnie the we'll, Pooh. we'll save some of the list for the for drama teacher in Scream, Scream 2. Let's move on, shall we? No. All right, fine. We'll say, <laughs> save, save some it. for Corelli. Save it. save it for Scott. Save it for the good Scott. Save it for other Scott. Yeah, there we go. The Scott with so, the buttons for eyes. Our, April, our podcast dad. 
Yes, Pod Dad. <laughs> Everyone's favorite podcast dad. He's the Pod Dad of our Potter and family. <laughs> Get out of here. I like oh, that. Oh, you're fired, Scott. That's good. It's a hashed, it's Potter a real fam- thing. No, man. We need to put that on a sticker. I like it. That's I good. think that someone's already got that one. Oh, come on. But we can use hashtag podcast dad. <laughs> yes. It'll be Scott's birthday present. It's just a nice Christmas sweater that's just embroidered with podcast dad. <laughs> I can do embroidery. Pod dad. Oh, yeah. Pod-dad. You should do it. I should. You should make him a pillow. I should. Anyway. I could. Podcast dad. <laughs> so we get April interviewing Professor Jordan Perry. She calls him over. Professor, Professor Perry, come on over. I want to talk to you for the news. Uh, and he uh, mumbles his way into... You know this this scene here, as Adam so astutely pointed out at the beginning of our minute. You know, <laughs> do you want me to keep my answer succinct, or should I blah 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 blah? And she's like, "Dude, we're on TV right now." And he's like, "I'm an idiot. I'm sorry." But don't you think if you were doing a news report, you would prep your prep the person you're interviewing before you bring them on? No, Rachel. Absolutely. We'll do it live. Oh, <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I always was sort of bugged by that because I thought that's exactly what you'd do. Be like, he'd be standing by. He'd know that you were going to come. Like, he didn't, like, not good these news reporters people. didn't just show up out of nowhere. Yeah, like, he needs like, to sign a release and, you know, right. all that. <laughs> also, there's, like, a camera wandering around his cleanup site and people with microphones. Like, what are they doing here? Right. <laughs> um, But we cut to April's apartment and we see the turtles sitting down watching the newscast. I kind of like this whole thing where they watch April on the news every day. It's nice. <laughs> I like this transition a lot because it goes from the newscast to a TV with this newscast, and then but it's Raph just stands up into frame. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. I like it. And I also like f- Raph is like, who is this spasmatic? I love the <laughs> 90s dialogue. And I also think this is just a really good sort of body language and puppeteering moment. Yeah. Like, he turns around and you see emotion on the puppet face, which I always like when you get that in this movie. I like how you can hear just little bits of the interview in the background. Like, it it fades in and out where it needs to. Like, you hear him say key words like (laughs) non-toxic and things like that here and there. Certainly not a mutagen. No. Um, Donatello's like, oh, come on, Raph, give him a break. He's a scientist. And then Raph says, one of my favorite lines in this movie, but just because of the way he says it, he says, yeah, fascinating. <laughs> His eyes get real big too. Like, yeah. oh, fascinating. Yeah. The puppetry in this, especially Raph, I'm going to keep saying this throughout this movie. The puppetry on Raph is outstanding. I, I Have I said that I think Raph has the best head in this movie? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I feel like I've been consistent with that. Yes, Chris? Nothing. N- nothing. <laughs> giggles uh, McGiggles over there. I'm, I'm sorry. You just said it's he has, okay. You just said he has the best head, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I just love that. Yeah, fascinating. Mm. The emphasis on the syllables there. Yeah, he's got a oh, he's got a very thick accent. And Donnie then Raph- has a really cool moment too. Sorry. Tell me about it. So Raph goes fascinating and then Leo goes to stand up. But if you watch Donnie, Donnie does this like hard eye roll of like, oh, here we go. And his shoulders (laughs) go up. 
You know, great. there's one thing that bugs me about that, though, is that he does that while he's chewing, and it kind of throws off the body language for me. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Like, it just, it seems like the, the guy that was working the puppet head, so the dude loudly. in the suit, didn't quite work that one out. You're chewing so much, it sets off my misophonia, something fierce. <laughs> there is a lot of chewing going on in this scene. In, hang on, I have, am, am I seeing things, or... Oh, okay. Leo stood up for a moment. It looked, there were, looked like there was something stuck to his shell, but it's just a lampshade behind him when he stands up. <laughs> um, I like that Raph is like, hey, isn't Oprah on? Yeah. <laughs> 1991, Oprah's a pretty big deal, right? Oh, she's yeah. like at the peak of her powers. Yeah. You know, you know, she's, she's, in she's, one of those, she's one of those daytime this TV shows. This was pre-Oprah Book Club, if we're talking yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, this is, 90s. this is when she was basically, when, you, when you, know, you would say Oprah and it would be like, oh, like Jerry Springer and Sally Jesse Sally Jesse, and, Donahue. And, yeah, Wasn't her catchphrase at the time just Oprah's on? Wasn't that the whole? I, don't know. I remember there was a whole commercial where it's like Oprah's on, I, I Oprah's don't know. on. But it, but but at 1991, nobody yes, had any idea is. she was going to become the cultural phenomenon and force that she is now. Yeah, this was True. before she became everyone's mom. <laughs> well, I mean, she was still national at this point, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah she was national. She was a big deal. She's a big enough um, deal to be a joke in a in a uh, major film sequel. True. Um. And she's two years away from, you know, interviewing Michael Jackson at Neverland, which was a huge, huge moment for her Mm. uh, and in the history of her show, because like no one interviewed Michael Jackson. Um, Yeah. So Oprah, big deal. Glad that she gets a shout out in the movie. Adam, you are correct. The promo was the Oprah's on uh, ad campaign. There we go. You were not wrong. I knew I was right about something in this minute. Yeah. That's good. You got to have those. And I love that Leo is so frustrated that he grabs what I assume is the TV guide and he just wings it across the room. This is such an epic toss. It's so good. So to set the stage for our listeners, as if you haven't seen it, Leo, who looks super angry, thanks to some great puppeteering, you know, is standing sort of facing camera. And then all the way on the other side of the living room, there is a very narrow uh, table with a vase of flowers and what looks to be a ceramic lamp on opposite ends of the table. And Leo, no look, just wings this thing like a Frisbee, and it lands like dead center in the middle of the table. It's very impressive. It's it's perfect. I, I'm actually looking at it really closely right now just to see if there's maybe one. <laughs> Is there like a attached. string or something? Because, hang on, let me see this real quick. Because yeah, it does a bounce when it lands. I want to see the outtakes where it like hits Michelangelo in the head. <laughs> Cause you know, those have to be out there. It's a pretty good throw. Kind of goes back. Yeah, there. I don't know. I think this might be, it's not quite dude perfect, but it's, a you good think throw. it's wired. No, well, if you, if you look, look at the way it lands, like watch the way it lands real slow. Okay. It does this weird. I don't think so. Nah, no, nah, it's it's because I keep going back and forth in the back toss, shot. Man. It's just a toss. I and think it, it's just a great toss. Yeah, yeah it's a very. There's good toss. so many takes of this. Yeah, I mean, like it bounces the way it should, and it hits the wall and stops. It's a it's a it's a perfectly normal throw of a book. Like, have you do you ever like watch those videos on on YouTube? Of, like the one channel that like this is all they do is uh, Dude Perfect. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. They they can get a little annoying with their celebrating, but but there's like a you know there's, it's like a whole genre of YouTube videos and like I just saw one the other day that was like some girl in Thailand or Vietnam who's just like doing like crazy things out on the street where it's just like that's amazing. How did you do that? Ah, how many times did you <laughs> fail and nearly die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to take a look at the snacks that the turtles have out right now. Michelangelo has a oh, large cup with a very long straw in it. I'm assuming it's probably full of Mountain Dew. That seems like something he would drink. <laughs> or so orange soda. A, or maybe. orange soda. Oh, because it's orange? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, right. it could still be like a Pepsi Free, right? Or or a Crystal Pepsi? What was it? What was it? 91, maybe. Might have been earlier. Mm, this was probably right around the era of Crystal Pepsi. There's a Van Halen song in the commercial, but it was, right now. It was Van Hagar. <laughs> yes. Yep. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Everybody wants some. So hang on. I Here's my theory about Van Halen. I just have to let you guys know about this. It's it's this is my my big problem. It's not a theory, it's a problem. All right. I'm ready for <laughs> your eruption. I, I love Van Halen. I hate David Lee Roth. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar is a great singer, but I hate Van Hagar. Yeah. It so is you just hate Van Halen. <laughs> it's a very similar problem I have with Guns N' Roses and that I love Guns N' Roses, but I hate Axl Rose. Well, Slash <laughs> is the only good part of Guns N' Roses. He's pretty hateable. Honest. Yeah. Every, um, every year, the, the first time it rains in November, I can't uh, help myself. I have to post on Facebook just, just the solo from November rain. <laughs> like every time it's it's like in my DNA, it's like it's November and it's raining. I have to post this like it's autopilot. It's better than when September is over and you go like, can someone wake up Green Day now? <laughs> yeah, right. I I wish someone would take on a project of just editing out Axl Rose from all Guns N' Roses songs. I think it's just called karaoke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be down for that. I think that would be great. I'm I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> um, shout out. There's a group here in New York called Guns N' Hoses. It's an all-girl Guns N' Roses tribute band. Nice. If you ever get a chance to go see them, highly recommend it. But anyway, moving on. The Turtles have a bunch of snacks. Mikey's Roses? eating a candy bar. Donnie's eating popcorn. Uh, it looks like there's like some Cheetos and some potato chips and a bucket of cookies Ooh. or pretzels maybe. I'm having a hard time telling what that is. Is Mikey eating a Butterfinger? I'd see, it looks like a really big Butterfinger, but I don't ever remember Butterfingers Butterfinger. being that long. I think it's just sticking out of the wrapper real far. Like all the way? Could be a king-size Butterfinger. Yeah, like he's just holding the end of it with the wrapper. Oh, man. You remember when in 1991 you had to look for the king-size? Like yeah. They were hard to find, <laughs> and you were like, oh, my God, it's such a giant candy bar. And now you go to the convenience store, nothing but yeah. king-size because we're all so damn fat. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like in 1991, you could like legitimately find commercials on TV for Three Musketeers bars. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They were good, too. Oh, do you remember the Whatchamacallit commercial? That was a cool Uh, commercial. What about Caramello? Do you remember Caramello? Caramello, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And Bubble Tape. Did Rolos still have commercials like uh, in the early 90s? Oh, I I love the Bubble Tape commercials. They had that like Monty Python kind of animation style. Uh Wait, was that the one where the kid was like chomping up the bubble tape? You know, there was a bunch of them. It was like I had sort of a love hate relationship with the Werther's Originals commercials. Yeah. (laughs) Just like I hated that candy. (laughs) And the nostalgia was just kind of like syrupy stuff. 
but it just kind of got under my skin and I was just like, I like this commercial. There's still Snickers commercials and Reese's commercials, but can't say I've seen a Three Musketeers commercial in a long time. There's not a whole lot of candy commercials. Well, I mean, there's the whole M&M campaign. Yeah. It's M&M's, Reese's, Hershey Kisses, especially around Christmas. Skittles, Skittles. which annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. Do not like the Skittles. Skittles marketing is uh, on acid is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is about like like Skittles, Seven Up, uh, Mountain Dew. They're like the the slightly off brand junk foods that like make weird commercials. And Damn, Old Chester Spice, Cheetah. Old Spice went way off the rails with their ad campaign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they but they're but Old Spice commercials don't bother me the same way that like Skittles commercials do. Yeah, like they're just kind of like eh, okay, eh, <laughs> all right. But Skittles commercials like put my teeth on edge. Yeah, they make yeah. me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> but I still love Skittles. I mean, fair. Of their commercials. <laughs> I did. They're pretty good. Yeah. Could could Mikey be eating a Toblerone? No, no it's not Toblerones triangular. Are like, yeah, or like trapezoidal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right with Butterfinger. I just, or maybe it's like Where's an off-brand Butterfinger. Butterfinger. What's always weird to me about, uh, like this scene in general, but the turtles in April's apartment is everything they have. April had to go out and buy for them. <laughs> so like, did Mikey write on the shopping list, giant candy bar, <laughs> big old Butterfinger, <laughs> like three gallons of orange soda. Yeah. Butterfinger, the biggest one you can find extra long straws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like April's um, living room here. She has like a conversation pit thing going on. I do like that. You know what else I'm noticing? Aside from the the pit uh, and and her, you know, much more modern decor, is it looks like Raphael's uh, bandana ties are much shorter than Michelangelo's. Huh. I don't know oh, if that's yeah. just the way it's hanging or if that's no, just definitely uh, shorter. You know, Raph prefers a shorter cut. <laughs> um. I think that pretty much wraps it up for this minute. I mean, we kind of got off on a tangent, but that's okay. I suppose everybody likes to talk about candy. Yeah. <laughs> we just got off of Halloween that's as we're true, recording this. As we're yeah. recording this. I'm like 85% sugar right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, didn't I have get a secret stash a of peanut butter Halloween cups in my Kit desk Kat. at work. Not a one. What was that, Scott? I said I did not get a single Halloween Kit Kat this year. I was very upset. Oh, That's, that's the best thing about favorite. Halloween. Yeah, all those Kit Kats. I know. All right. Well, listen, tomorrow for Minute 18, Mr. Scott Corelli from DuelingGenre.com is going to be here. You know him from Spider-Man Minute. You know him from the uh, Cornetto Trilogy Minute series. You know him from Back to the Future Minute. You know him from Doctor's Companion. You know him from Geek by Night. You know him from all sorts of things. Uh, So he's going to be joining us and lending his expertise to the analysis of this incredible feat of feature film. Uh, and we're going to be back tomorrow to do that, I guess. Uh, go get our social media, at TMNT Minute, all over the place. And uh, support our Patreon at duelinggenre.com slash support. Anything else? No, I think you got it all. That's about it. All right. Okay. Well, listen, we will see you guys tomorrow for Minute 18. In the meantime, go find yourself a big-ass Butterfinger and chomp it really loudly into a microphone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Nobody better lay a finger on my cowabunga. Oh, there it is.